step back and look around, realize that humans have a proclivity to um, become locked in, which can be good, but can also be to our detriment. We narrow, we narrow the, our, our world. When you're in the you know sort of motivational space, can you move someone in a very quick amount of time? Uh, quotes tend to do that because you know in eight or nine words you can you can make people think for an hour and a half. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host Kevin Palmieri, and I am your host Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We have a very, very special guest today who has joined us many times before. He has become a good friend of ours, uh, the one and only Eddie Panero of Your World Within. Eddie, my man, we want to talk to you today about speaking about communication, and about how we can help our audience do that. But before we do, how are you living, my friend? I'm great. I'm great, you know, fighting a uh, little bit of illness, but, uh, <laughs> you know, doing the thing and uh, all is well. I was just saying, I, I love uh, any opportunity to come hang out with Alan and Kevin. I'm all about it. So I appreciate Likewise. you guys having me on. Likewise. Thank it's, you, brother. Yeah, we, we're very grateful. We were talking in the preamble that we've had a lot of speakers on. And we've had a lot of communicators on, but when it comes to pure speaking and pure communication, Alan and I always regard you very, very highly. So we figured who better to bring on to talk about communication, telling your story, sending a message, especially now where everybody is kind of going digital. And if you're not in the digital space, you're probably going to be in some trouble in the near future. So my first question, Eddie, when you started this journey... On a scale of one to 10, how good of a speaker were you? And what was the, the beginning process? Because I think people see you and say, oh, he just, he just has it. He must have had it. What was the process of you starting to speak and communicate? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I feel like they're almost two different pieces to the same puzzle. Um, writing, you know, like the, the story versus uh, speaking, you know. So learning how to frame something that's simple, that's intuitive, that's relatable, and then articulate it in a way that, connects. Um, you know, you're inflecting in the right places. You're not too emotive, but you're not monotone. So they're almost two different things. It's like learning to tell the story and then speaking it. And uh, it, I, this is completely happenstance. I, I was thinking about this recently, actually, um, how the first, you know, 100 videos uh, I put out or speeches that I released on YouTube uh, were three minute videos. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they were short. It was like, get in, make your point and get out. And at the time, I didn't think a thing about it. You know, it was like, this is, you know, I wanted to make little feel good commercial movie montage type things. But in a way, I'm looking back and I feel like that really um, helped me create a mindset and, and a perspective on my writing that carried through to the 15 minute stuff I do now or the, you know, the 45 minute keynotes. It's the simplicity is still the ultimate sophistication, it's still the name of the game, <clears throat> name of the game. So, um, yeah, starting out, that was it, you know, a three minute window to write something 
that, that I felt like mattered to me would help the audience and articulate it in a way that was emotive and, and meaningful. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So Eddie, behind the scenes, obviously you and I work closely together and I found out uh, as your coach that you pick a word once a day and you riff on it behind the scenes, not recorded. I don't know if you do it in front of the mirror or just outside or whatever, but you pick a word and you, you go off on it for 15 minutes. Can you talk, take us through, first of all, why do you do that and what that experience has been like? And then how much do you think that's improved your speaking? I think it has improved my speaking in the sense that storytelling is really connecting dots. Like, uh, you know, we learn in metaphors. And if I end up, you know, going uh, away that you guys don't want me to go or expanding, over expanding, let me know. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, even from you know, Yuval Harari has a great book called Sapiens that emphasizes the fact that around a campfire, human beings told stories. We see the world through stories. That's That's what we are. And so if you can find ways to capture that, um, you're going to be able to connect uh, in a way that others wouldn't, per se, right? It's like the boy who cried wolf. You can you can tell a little kid, don't you dare lie. Or you can tell him the story about the boy who cried wolf, and, and you'll remember that, you know, for, for the rest of your life, that the kid will. So it's just how we function. So for me, the, re the reason I do it is because it forces me to focus on whatever the, the word that the random word generator creates, find meaning in it, and then ask myself, how is it relatable to my world? And can I create a story in there that's valuable? So um, like a couple of days ago, for example, um, this is kind of a, a good a good word um, because it's uh, like transitory, which makes it kind of easier. So sidewalk was the word that I got. And I'm like, okay, starting at one place, going to another, point A to point B, that's my word. Um, mm -hmm. So looking at this word, you know, where is their meaning that's relatable to me and what I'm going through in my life right now? Well, a sidewalk is a tool. It's a mechanism to get you from one place to another. But also, if you're looking down at your feet, one foot in front of the other, yes, you'll get there, but you'll miss things along the way. You'll miss the beautiful things to your left and the beautiful things to your right. Um, so there's my lesson from that one word. There's something I can riff on, right? Don't always be looking at your feet. Don't always be focusing on point B. You got to live. You got to enjoy. You got to experience things. Um, so that I knew that was my, my lesson. And I break it down into, again, simple. Three things. One, what's the lesson, idea, or quote I'm going to start with? What's the story? In other words, how does it relate to my life? And, and, and you know, how do I make it authentic and relatable? And the third thing is, so what? So what does it mean? Where's the tangible, practical advice? How's this going to help you, right? So, um, you know, the, the sidewalk thing, I, I sort of mentioned the, the purpose, right? Don't always be looking at your feet. Look around you. We don't want to miss things. There's the opening. The story, um, you know, I told the story about how in South Florida, I'd run down A1A every day for like two years. And I was so focused on what's in front of me that I was like locked in, right? And then one day I'm sitting in A1A in a traffic jam. There was an accident, I'm just sitting there, not moving. Same same street that I run up and down. And I'm looking around, I'm like, oh my God, these houses are, are beautiful. They're incredible. Like this is a $10 million house that I've run by every day and I've never never noticed or paid attention. And, you know, it, it, it just sort of reemphasized that point. Like we miss so much. And then there's the third piece, the so what. 
Um, well, the so what is the awareness? Step back and look around. Realize that humans have a proclivity to um, become locked in, which can be good, but can also be to our detriment. We narrow, we narrow the, our, our world. And, um, you know, we, we want to see more. Um, and, and that's sort of the idea, right? And so hopefully I'm not going on too long, but an ABC sort of formula, and you do that every day. Um, <laughs> you can, you know, obviously tell a story about anything, but that's, that's the idea. That's what we want as speakers. You know, you guys do the same thing, right? Um, so yeah, that's the idea. Kev, I know you have a question. Eddie, what didn't you understand about storytelling when you first started versus now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think like a lot of things, I didn't look at it in terms of a formula. Um, when I first, like I had a gut reaction, like I understood there needed to be some emotive piece. Human beings aren't rational, um, we're emotional. So, so I understood that and I sort of gravitated towards that, but it was through years of doing it that I understood, um, you know, breaking it down into a way that's simple and digestible um, and, and becoming sort of routine and rhythmic with it um, is, is valuable. So it's just reps and reps and reps and reps and reps. And you learn your style too, you know? I mean, there's not one way to tell stories. You know, I do a very specific thing. You know, I, I um, look at the world around me. I try and observe the trials and tribulations of life and sort of repackage those lessons in ways that people from athletes to, to teachers to stay at home parents to whatever it is can say, yeah, you know, there's, there's value there. That helps me as well. So, um, I think it continually comes back to awareness. Eddie, do you, and this is, I, I love to ask this question because Alan and I, this is something we've done and it's painful. And if you've never been a speaker or oh. produced content, you would oh. know, do you listen back to your content? Sometimes. So this is another thing. Like I edit, my stuff still. Mm. Um, so I listen to it in like a almost too granular of a sense, right? <laughs> there are times when, um, you know, some speeches that I've pre-recorded where I'm editing them and I think like, whoa, like that sentence is, is too enthusiastic or not enthusiastic enough or, or that doesn't get the point across. If I, sometimes you can change the entire uh, feel of a sentence by um, pronunciating different words differently, you know? So, yeah, I, I like I have a very, um, you know, keen sense of at least with my own words, um, what I feel like gets the message across and what doesn't. Mm. When you when you watch somebody else's content, you've been very kind to us and, and I'm very grateful. You've said we have a great show and I appreciate that so much. When you're say you're watching somebody's Instagram story or you're watching a speech or you're watching a piece of their content, what are the most common things that you recognize that they could make as small shifts that would really help them. Because again, we now more than ever are the brands. And I'm thinking of, if you're out there listening and you're a fitness coach or you're an entrepreneur, or you're a caterer, or you're somebody who is communicating to your audience, what are some common mistakes that you see that people can shore up? I think the biggest one is people aren't thinking about the audience. They're thinking about me. Mm -hmm. The, you know, I want to show people about me. I want to talk about me. I want to, this is about me. And it's like, um, oh man, I forget who wrote the book. This is going to drive me crazy, but it's beautifully said. It's like, you are the Yoda. You are the guide. It doesn't matter if you are 
a, a fitness person or whatever, you're not the star of the show, right? You are the guide in your own uh, universe, grabbing your audience by the hand and, and helping them get somewhere. And so there's sometimes you kind of grow into that understanding. And so I don't like certainly fault people for it. But that's the biggest thing. You know, I see people talking about themselves and it's like, you got to make us care. Why would we care? How does this impact me? How does it affect me? Um, so that's that's a, a big thing. Um, you know, and, and then there's some obvious ones, too. Like if you're talking stories, which I think you said you have 15 seconds, you know, and it's like you got to capture someone's attention pretty quick. Um, you know, the multi-purposing like we do on our platforms now, mm-hmm. it helps me think about um capturing attention in those terms, you know, where I'm putting out a 40 minute um, piece of content on YouTube. Uh, But then, you know, I have eight seconds on TikTok. Um, So what piece of this 40 minutes is going to capture their attention? And why? Um, It's it's a very different thing. And and it's, um, you know, you need to be methodical about it. So I think that type of understanding as well. It's just, um, it's a, it's a big fight for attention. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you have to pull people in quick. Hi, I'm Jennifer Herbitz. So last year I wanted to quit everything. I wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to hang up my microphone. And Kevin said, no. Kevin said, keep going, Jen. You've got this. And oh my God, I'm going to cry. And I did. Um, coaches need coaches, y'all. And working with Kevin has been one of the best experiences of my life. Oh my God, I'm crying. Kevin, you are the best. I could not do this without you. And um, thank you. Thank you for being you and the amazing human that you are. Do you have a framework for, so I always tell my client, my podcast clients, I say, you have a hook, story, lesson, future pace. On my story, you see me do it every day. Hook, story, lesson, future pace. Hook, story, lesson, future pace. Alan and I have based our episodes around that to some degree, based on value always, right? If I said you have 15 seconds to get a message across, what is your thought? How do you reverse engineer that of, okay, I have to get them interested. And then how does it go from there? Um, part of it's intuitive. You know, it's like, is it is it emotive? Um, because, you know, when you're in the, you know, sort of motivational space, can you move someone in a very quick amount of time? Uh, quotes tend to do that because, you know, in eight or nine words, you can you can make people think for an hour and a half, you know, so that's, that's a real big opportunity. Um, but if you expand that out a little bit more, yeah, a quick story. And then a, so what I think is, is, um, always pretty valuable. It, it, if you can, one of my, uh, he was my, my coach for my book proposal, um, a couple months ago And, and the way he put this to me, I thought was pretty cool. He said, um, you need to earn the tell. So if I'm going to turn on the camera and say, you know, you should do X, Y, and Z, you know, people could hear that. They might listen. They might not. I don't know. But if I say, here's what happened and this was crazy and this is what I learned. And if I could go back in time, here's what I'd change. And here's why I think, and I'd advocate that you do the same. Um, I have effectively earned the tell because I have, um, you know, shown that I've lived it. Mm. And so that's an important thing uh, as well. You know, you have to show that um, 
you're not just you know some guy or gal pointing the finger and, and, and laying out a blueprint for the world. It's like, no, you, you have some experience. You have some value based on your experiences to offer. Um, so that's another you know, way to look at it. My uh, question for you, Eddie, is you tell a lot of stories and you consider yourself a storyteller and you're writing a book and on your YouTube, you motivate a lot of people athletes, teachers, things like that. You've certainly motivated me. I just want to say this. So Ode to Excellence, I've listened to every day for the last seven years. I think it's even more than that now. Every single day, genuinely listen to it today. And it moves people into action. And that's the goal. That's the so what is to to motivate people to become more. And you've talked to me a little bit about personal responsibility and motivation. When you go to tell a story or create a video, what is your what is the one through line common objective? Is it, is it to get someone to take a new action? Like what's the main purpose of your work? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's ultimately it to get someone to act. And like I mentioned, uh, you know, you do that through feeling, through emotion, through making people think. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. You need to, you need to give them a reason why, you know, and to look within themselves and, um, sort of explore, and that's just because, you know, we move so quickly that there are some very sometimes basic common sense things that we just don't take the time to think and, and, and explore. And you can go years and years and years and years and years and years in a lifetime, ultimately, without asking yourself things like, what do I want? Am I doing things right now to get there? Um, what what makes me happy? Um, how can I add value to the world? What do I enjoy doing? Where do those intersect? Like some very basic things. So. Anyway, without rambling on, yeah, ultimately, I want them to step into that direction, which is best for them and their goals and, and whatever it is they're hoping to do. Um, so, yeah, that's the process. Last thing for me, because uh, I know we got to go here. Your videos, many of them that I've listened to, it's usually at the tail end of a workout when I don't want to be there anymore, but it gets me through. A lot of times they help you contemplate. And Kevin and I have recently started to understand the value of contemplation. That's what this show does too. It's constantly everyone listening or watching. It's like, wow, do I tell stories well? It's like, should I tell better stories? Do I have a purpose behind everything that I say? How's my tonality? Are my inflections good? Am I loud enough? So we're getting people to contemplate. And I just want to, this is more of a statement. I'm going to earn my tell right now. Uh, I think that we completely underestimate the value of contemplation. And I just want to say this live, and I've said this to you behind the scenes, Eddie. I like how contemplative you are. You're not someone who just kind of like, I mean, whether it's all the books you read or or the stories that you tell, you're always contemplating life. And I think it's important for everyone to know that if you want to be a good storyteller, not only do you have to have a lot of great experiences and then the credibility underneath your stories, so you're not just another talking head in the world, the world does not need more of those, but also like, you need to contemplate a lot. And so to turn this into a question, Eddie, how much contemplation goes in behind the scenes of each of your YouTube videos? Yeah, that's a very good way to put it because that's what they are. They're contemplations, you know, and it's not like I, you know, walk around all day contemplating everything, but there's certainly like one, I really enjoy it. I, you know, the, the sort of philosophical side uh, of things, um, but you can you can learn so much by stopping and thinking and you know alan like when uh, on our calls when we're we're talking about stuff like i mean a sentence or two can make you stop and think 
it's like, whoa, you know, if I took a step back and, and, and changed something, the result could be exponentially different. And, um, you know, that, that sort of contemplation is what spurs action. So maybe that's even a, a better way to put it. You know, if, if, um, the product is contemplation, um, is the story, you know, it causes the person to think, you know, well, Hey, in, in my world, how does this relate? And that's, what's crazy. It's like there there's, you can talk to people that are in a million different fields and, and sure the context absolutely changes, but the main ideas don't, it's like our struggles, um, you know, they look similar in a lot of ways and a lot of them are self-inflicted and self-induced. And by stepping back and sort of adjusting a few things, um, you can really make life better for yourself. So that continues to be the theme, you know, contemplate away, become more aware. I have a, a two part question, Eddie, two answers, I guess. So you've been an entrepreneur, you've been a business owner for a long time now. What is it? Seven years, eight years? About that. Yeah. About eight. Yeah. It's a long time. Okay. What is the number one lesson you have learned about yourself? And what is the number one lesson you have learned about the world from your journey? Hmm. Well, something with myself that's reoccurring, um, it's actually been, been pretty helpful to me is the, like our, our, our tendency to create walls and live within a box. And it's not like a one and done thing. It's not like discovering the wheel where it's like, oh my God. And then from now on you have this tool. It's like, I realized that I need to continually ask myself, what boxes are you creating right now? And really think about it because the opportunity is always on the outside of things. I mean, when you think about it, I, I often reference the staircase where it's like, you know, you, you do everything you can to take this step and it's courageous and takes a lot out of you when you overcame fear. And well, suddenly, you know, that, that step now becomes the new normal and you could live there, you know, uh, without, asking yourself, Hey, you know, how can I take another one? You know, I'm ready for the next thing. The, uh, the, the ceiling has become the floor. So that question in and of itself, uh, is, is valuable. And I think in the macro with the question you asked about the world for a lot of people, um, I imagine that are listening to this, you know, they're trying to, um, you know, get from a point A to a point B or build something. Uh, and, this is another kind of big picture idea uh, that the world will never see it, right? You have to be the one to see it. And the reason that's important is because it's so counterintuitive. We like when we exhaust energy or time or resources to have some type of validation. We want someone to pat you on the back and say, that was awesome. Or, you know, to get some reward. That's it's pretty obvious so much of changing yourself or building something or bringing things into existence is, uh, you know, seeing it before it's there, believing it before anybody else. And so just remember that, like when you, you know, are knee deep in whatever you're doing and thinking you're crazy or it's not worth it, you're exactly where you need to be. It's another thing you just have to keep telling yourself. They'll see it once you create it and you won't create it unless you see it now. So those are my two. Powerful. Powerful. Okay, last one. Last question before we go. Last one. Uh, I got one more. You got you, one. You, more? Wanna, you got one? No, no, no. I told you I was I was good. Okay. But I My, did have a simple. comment. <laughs> simple, simple, simple question. If somebody 
is tuning in for the first time, has never heard of Eddie P, has never heard of Your World Within, what is the video that they should go to to get an understanding of who you are and what your brand, what your channel, what your message, what your passion is all about? Alan's smiling creepily. <laughs> I know. I feel like I have to say Odex. Like, <laughs> yeah. My very first video. Um, I don't. I, I have a few favorites from over the. I mean, I've written like 500 now. It's crazy. It's really crazy um, how that stuff adds up. Uh, one of my favorites is called "Make You Proud," and and that um, might be a good starting point. It's a little. It's it's a little less intense, a little softer, a little uh, more thought provoking. Um, but the idea is you know, someone writing a letter saying, hey, you know, we've been down and out before, but we made it, don't worry, we'll make it again. You know, I've, I've experienced X, Y, and Z, and it hurt, but I got to a solution. And I promise, I know things look bad now, but I'll get to a solution again. And then at the end of the speech, you find out that it's the, someone writing a letter to their future self mm -hmm. saying like, we got this, we're along for the ride. And uh, yeah, that's, just uh i loved writing that one rabbit so selfishly hole. that one make you proud Rab rabbit hole eddie <laughs> rabbit hole is the goat rabbit for hole, me yeah. i put that on in the gym and it's like mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna be just fine that's my favorite man that's my favorite i love app uh, i love when 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 eddie's rapping that's always my my favorite two insanely fast stories oh first one eddie uh kevin and myself all spoke on a similar stage down in florida and we had many people there that we knew. And, you know, I asked the question of who was the most powerful speaker and why. And everyone un unanimously chose, not Kevin or I, but Eddie Pinero. So, congratulations. <laughs> um, and I asked them why, and they said storytelling. So, strong work, brother. One more story. Kevin and I had a team member, and um, we've guided her for a really, really long time. And you came onto one of our masterminds and you said something so poignant and so well and so properly that she really changed her whole life after that. And Kevin and I, the next day, were like contemplating, like how the hell did Eddie get her to take an action that we couldn't? So hell yeah, brother, your hard work is paying off. The fact that you are riffing on random words like sidewalk for 15 minutes a day when no one's watching is paying off. So keep it up, man. And uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, start doing that ourselves. I I genuinely <laughs> felt that. I think that would help me tremendously. So I might put that on my system of success and add a 20, 24th item. I I, <laughs> I genuinely believe Eddie. It's the stuff that it's the stuff that people do behind the scenes that might not even be considered valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, when you hear that, it's like what a waste of time. Some people might think that I don't, but to me, that's mastery. That's the mm -hmm. process of mastery, and that's why you are where you are today, Eddie. Where can people? find more about you obviously on youtube your world within where else can people find you um yeah i mean that's that's the place um youtube uh under eddie panero or um the podcast is your world within instagram your world within so you can find me there and, and always feel free to reach out i'm uh definitely i can't think of the word uh i'll, I'll get back to you to you <laughs> for sure <laughs> responsive thank you catch welcome. eddie on the sidewalk talking about sidewalks you know what i mean <laughs> sidewalk it's gonna become a meme yeah <laughs> oh. next level nation we are grateful for all of you eddie thank you so very much for taking the time out make sure you follow this man consistent valuable content all the time one of the best in the industry and i'm very grateful and happy for you that it's all paying off because it is all um very very earned and that's why we wanted to chat with you today. 
Next Level Nation, the one and only Eddie Panero. Much love, boys. Thank you. Absolutely. By the way, March 26th, Eddie Panero will be speaking. Oh, so yeah. you got to get a ticket. Uh, we have the landing page being created now. So uh, reach out to Kevin or myself if you want to come to Next Level Live and see the one and only Eddie Panero talk about sidewalks. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.